This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. We are away here. Uh, Dan Malecki is with Toby McKinnon. Race one, Breeders' Crown, two-year-old fillies. This is the first semi-final, of course. There's nine in it, six go through, and I think one of these horses looks very pretty, Dan. Another one's pretty hard to catch. Uh, it's going to be an interesting start to this race, and I just wonder if Connor Clark's going to come off the gate really hard with Elusive and try and get across and then hand up to Very Pretty to get that spot behind Very Pretty's back. And that's probably the key question for me, because if that happens, then Elusive at $1.80 the place uh, looks pretty good value to me. Yeah, well, it might be uh, easy to catch. And either way, I'm sure Connections would be jumping for joy, uh, Toby. But I was oh, impressed. I was in, I was impressed the way you put that together. I, I'm not sure they were jumping for joy after the outcome of the uh, protest hearing in the WA Cup, though. Of course, jumping Jack Mack being her brother, they would have been... When you've got an art major filly and uh, you've got WA Cups on the line with a brother, it, it, it's interesting how it can spread out other horses and other Connections. Yeah, probably right as well. But um, I think you're right here. Uh, looks might stand up to the four and very pretty <laughs> yeah. can get the uh, get the prize here. Um, unbeaten in three and gets the barrier draw. Um, and, and particularly that win at Bendigo to uh, to take uh, the scalp of Luxa Turner. That's, that's no mean feat, is it? So, And she continues to improve. She still only had the three starts lightly raced, but has got the most scope, I think, in this race from what we've seen uh, uh, so far. I'm interested by the start of the race, though, because Elusive can get off the gate really mm, quickly. Mm. Um, mind you, even if it did lead Elusive, when you look at there's a semi, it's a semi-final going to a grand final next week, even if Elusive blasted off the arm to lead, uh, would probably look for a trail because yeah. really, and I, you know, I, I tackle this uh, subject many, many times, um, the main goal is would be next week. It's not as if you're not trying um, to run well in a semi-final, but you want to hit the mark of qualifying and then giving yourself a chance for the final as well. So Elusive's got that gate speed, wouldn't surprise me to lead. Um, uh, and if it did, it might be the obvious one that could split the two favourites, but I think Very Pretty will work its way to the top regardless. Uh, Millwood Bliss is building up a pretty good record. I, I think her, her last start performance was the one that you'd really take notice. Unbeaten in four before that and winning by huge margins. Um, 15, 25, 25, 21. They're significant winning margins. And then all of a sudden thrust into a good group of fillies, one of which was very pretty. So it does look the obvious threat, but where's it going to sit in the run? I think a field of nine, yeah. they're probably not going to single out. She might have to do a bit of work. Again, I get back to main aim of qualifying. Um, she's very good, though, Millwood Bliss. And uh, I think uh, Elusive and, and Vivacious Stride, particularly if Elusive got to the pegs first, makes a big difference. And I think Vivacious Strides, the draw's going to help her. She, she hasn't missed a, a place too often. She's been competitive against the better fillies. She was beat a long way by very pretty last start. But the barrier draw changes. It could sneak into fourth. But it's 2 5 3 and one Two five three one for Danielle wasn't too different. Two three five and I just 
didn't mind Bella Dancer. I'm a bit of a fan of Bella Dancer. She went all right at Cranbourne when she ran second, and she wasn't too bad last start. She did cop a bit of a check at a crucial crucial stage in that heat where she ran eighth, and I just thought maybe she could get up the inside of Avacia's stride and, and pinch fourth, but we're only splitting hairs when we're talking about who might pinch fourth. But she's yeah. definitely a great uh, chance of making the final and, and best of luck to all connections throughout the night uh, looking to get horses in the finals. But for me, if I had to have a little play in the race, I'd be having something on elusive the place at $1.80. I think that stands out at a bit of value. And just one little asterisk I will say when I interviewed uh, Ricky Elchin before that race at Bendigo, he did say that if it was up to him as the trainer of Luxa Turner, he wouldn't have run her in the Breeders' Crown off everything she'd done this year. But when the prize money's there and the prize money's there. If it had been a one-off race, I reckon he was very keen. But for three runs off everything she'd done, I reckon he'd really lightened off on her. And uh, she'll be building throughout the campaign. So I think we'll see a better luck to turn and we'll get to that, I suppose, later. Race two at Melton is for the three-year-old fillies. This is the first semi-final of the Rock and Roll Dance three-year-old fillies. Uh, another race that, well, at least this race, there's a little bit more interest and intrigue, I suppose, as to who will win the race in, oh, very pretty as a dollar fifteen. We've got, at least got some markets to look at tonight, today. Sweet Bella, 225. She's a very, very good filly. She won the Victorian Oaks, of course. She ran second in the Vic Bread to Sahara Breeze, who sprint laned up to pass her. You just sort of think that front row draw gives her the advantage, Dan, over her main rival in Joyful and, and Alyssian and Jay, I suppose. Yeah, I think you're right with that aspect of it. Um, I was including First Dance. Look, I'm not sure First Dance is up to some of those other fillies, but she's got the barrier draw to help her offset that, and she can get off the gate well. She's obviously pretty good in front. Um, Paradise Valley is is a horse that has taken my eye in a number of runs that she's had through this preparation and performed really well. She's placed behind Sweet Bella. She's placed behind Joyful, has run well behind Sahara Breeze, placed behind Major Delight. It's a good form line. It suggests that she might be a length to a length and a half off those other fillies. But when you start getting more advent, uh, advantage barrier draws... Uh, you can close the gap. So she's right in the mix as well. So Sweet Bella's my top selection. Uh, I think Joyful at her best is the danger, but again, an awkward gait. She she hasn't had a lot of luck for various reasons through the course of this campaign, uh, but uh, she'll run well. She can make her own luck, and that's the good thing with Joyful. She can win from any position. I don't think she's disadvantaged, but it is more awkward from that gate inside the back row. Uh, I thought that um, number three, Paradise Valley, have got r- as a winning chance here, Toby. I, okay. She's going really well. Don't let her get under your guard. She could... Uh, it wouldn't shock me here to see her surprise here. Two is uh, first dance, and, and the other one's Elysian J. So seven from eight, three, and two. Seven, eight, three, two for Danielle. I have left out Paradise Valley. Seven, sweet Bella. I actually think the 225 is pretty good value. Initially, when I was looking at this race, I was looking at something for some value of the place, but I think I'd just back Sweet Bella straight out at 225. That'd be where I'd be sticking. First dance, I think, is a terrific place chance, but she's been well found at forty. the place, and as you said, she's going to get across Matriarch. Uh, she's going to be in front for a short period of time. She hands up to something 
the race is really on. It's found as Amy Tubbs's racket. Uh, yeah, Amy Tubbs taking the driver. The race is really on Amy Tubbs's racket. She can hand up to someone or she can hold the front. I thought Ludacris was pretty good in her heat too, Dan. She's 270 yeah. to place. I'm not sure where she settled. She over-raced a bit in her heat. She's got a couple of good seconds in the Nutrien finals, which I know this is probably a level above the Nutrien finals, but... She's a horse that could run top four as well. And, and Alyssa and Jay, well, she won the heat, but she led on that occasion. And I think she's got it a lot tougher from the second row. And I'm just not sure where Joyful ends up in this race. James Herbson has to get her off the pegs. He'll get her qualified. Not sure how it didn't fit her or Paradise Valley in the top four, but they're definitely the top six to me. They're, they're clearly the top six, and they're the six you would expect to qualify. Maybe Matriarch along the pegs could sneak into a spot.